What up, man? Sit down. I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, man, I'm digging that cowboy hat, right? Like For Ray Ray all day. Because we know he ain't Ray Ray all, all night, I can tell you right now. Uh, that's, what we, that's what we heard. <laughs> Thanks a lot, honey. Yeah, false expectations. <laughs> yes, that is. I mean, definitely. You're supposed to be Ray Ray all day, not Ray Ray all night. That's right. So, and know. it is not Ray Ray all Ray night. Ray is not up all night. See, he goes home and she says that. I go home and Candy goes, Leave the full Monty Johnny for the podcast. Put your clothes on when you're in this house. And I'm Quit saying, scaring the neighbors, yeah. will you? Don't do that. Oh, the shades man. are up. Man, it hasn't been Ray Ray all night for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you keep it on the real, right? Oh, man, that's what we're all about, man. Well, hey, I tell Candy all the time, don't have any false expectations here. Right? Right. I mean, you know. I'm a, li- I'm a lion. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can here. <laughs> I'm a lion here. I'm a lion. I've got five minutes. That's all you get. That's yeah. it. <laughs> well, you don't know, touch my mane. That's it. Don't touch it. Yeah, don't, don't mess up the mane. Don't mess up the mane. Oh, man. Well, hey, guess what I heard? Guess what I heard? What'd you hear? We got a new country. Who we got? The UK. What up, Gabna? Gabna? We got like one guy. You know, it's funny. Every time we get these new countries, it's like <laughs> it's one, just one one person. So we got the what up? Got I might. So the mates, it's might. And we got uh, the one in a billion from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we got what up, Gabna? I was hoping your impressions would just piss somebody off so they would email. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you think somebody would call in and say something like, hey. I don't even get a pissed off email. No, I mean. So, hey, our our one listener in Indonesia, Mm -hmm. we have no idea how the hell y'all greet each other over there. So, please email us. Yeah, let us know. Email us at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com and tell us what your salutations are. How do you guys greet each other? That's it, man. We love it. So we, we were all about being proper on this show. And if you, know? you drive an ice cream truck, please. The <laughs> oh, Battle yeah. Podcast. Oh, man. If you drive an ice gmail. cream truck. Com. We would love to have you. Or oh, you're a, a beer as a sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. And you know what? We like Corona, but if it's beer. Yeah. We ain't picky. Well, I'm Bring not it picky. On. Beggar, yeah, we ain't picky. Beggars, not can't, picky. Be, beggars yeah. can't be choosers. I mean, we did a stellar Bud Light commercial. I don't care what you say. So if, uh, if Budweiser contacted us, my feelings wouldn't be hurt. Oh, exactly. Bring it on, Budweiser. Like I say, my mother raised ugly kids, not dumb ones. <laughs> so we missed it. Yeah, we missed yeah, it. Yeah, we missed it. it. I, mean, I missed it. You can't get a good producer these days. Well, you know. <laughs> Not on the wages we're paying anyway. <laughs> That's bullshit. There, there we go. go. There you have it. Uh, Back in the saddle, baby. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yeah, Way man. to go, friends. Yeah, give it up for the producer. Oh Jeez. my goodness. We love you, bro. Even with all your inadequacies, we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're adequately inadequately I'm ex- adequate. <laughs> I am I am excruciatingly adequate. Yeah. <laughs> and the words is a great Ray Ray all day. <laughs> the Dunder humanitarian. Dunder muffle. Dunder muffle. <laughs> Bring the muffle. Good night, nurse. So you know what, man? The other day on the way here, 
last week. I don't know about y'all, but am I the only one that experiences road rage? <laughs> no, it never happened. It, when you're not the only one that experiences, you just tend to be one of the only ones that lets it out the way that you do. You one, know what I'm saying? One of the assertive ones. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> You I, avoid that word aggressive, don't you? I, you, you avoid that I know. word like well, the play. I know, doesn't he? Aggressive, I, aggressive, aggressive. Come on. Come on, Ray. Get aggressive. Man up, will you? Get aggressive. Jeez. We're aggressive. Yeah, well, no, come yeah. on, Ray. Well, Be a mommy, get aggressive. Cheap, damn it. Well, as come on, Ray. As y'all know in the room, I, I used to, uh, and I still do struggle with it, but not like I used to, but I used to have some serious, serious anger issues. What the hell you get to be angry about blue bro. cowboy you know yeah. i i don't know really but a lot of the times they come out in the driving some of those past failures of the last podcast yeah no kidding that very well very come on very now somebody well, well I mean, his, his anger used to match the hair in his head nice and red oh, oh they used to you know they say god puts red head puts red head red hair on their heads as a warning sign yeah well so, that's bullshit so what's that on your chin now this so the uh, burnt out embers or what that's it you know it all it all turns to <laughs> ash it's like white coal going on over been kicking your ash all this yeah, time yeah, we're the embers yeah that's it exactly uh, man as you get older it all turns to that's ash just telling you, there used to be a fire that used to burn there now oh. it's out it used to burn uh, deep, burn real deep. <laughs> Cash or ash, nobody yes, rides so, free. Yeah, so 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 deep. But yeah, that's one. That's one of the places I still really struggle is driving. And down here in Florida, you know, everybody comes around and says, "Man, Florida drivers are horrible. Florida drivers are horrible." Well, the whole thing is, is that Florida is like the biggest melting pot there is. You got oh, yeah. people from all over coming down here to visit Disney, especially yeah, Orlando. So mm. you got all the different driving styles. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And us northerners come down and we have to show you guys how to drive. Yeah, that's it. Properly. <laughs> or tell us how to anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. With all the sign language. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> One yeah. finger out the window. Uh, well, we, we, windows uh, up, yelling and screaming at us. We can't hear a damn thing not, you're saying. But I thought this whole time Johnny ourselves. was telling me I was number one. You are number one. <laughs> the number one producer there is, Fritz. I'll tell you right now. Not but your driving right. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though. I mean, you talk about road rage. And we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but when I first met you years ago, anger was a huge issue in your life. Yes, I was a very angry person. Yeah, I mean, you were struggling with some serious anger issues back in the day. And that was what, 10 years ago? Yeah, it was, it was about 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So it was about halfway through my marriage. Poor Sarah. Well, as, as you know, yeah. <laughs> baby, I love you. Thank you so much for putting up with this shit for so long. Yeah. I'm still a work in progress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ember's still burning, baby. And they're burning. They're just not as hot as they used to burning be. Burning for you, girl. Yeah. Burning for you, girl. <laughs> I love you. Hashtag heart, heart, baby. Well, Paul Oates wrote that song for your, for your wife. Man, I, thought we agreed, I thought we agreed on this podcast. We're not doing hashtags and hot, hot anymore. No, that was your kids no, were telling you. Oh, you yeah, couldn't right. do it. That was me. My bad. No, you own that, baby. You yeah, can't. You, uh, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Like Ray Ray all day. You can't bring it down. Yeah, no. you know. Hashtag. But on a, a serious note, though, you did have some major anger issues. Dude. And that's what's funny. Like, as we come on the show and in your personality now, after 10 years of knowing each other, you are a big time humanitarian. You always try to look at the bright side of, of things now. You have an upbeat personality, you know. But there was a time when well, anger had a hold of you bad. Remember? Well, you know, even back then, I was always willing to help somebody whoop ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you were going to help somebody go to jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go for a ride with him. But like you notice, you and I, we've been around for, we've been around each other for a real long time. And when we, when I first started going to a men's group, I was, a, I was really quiet because I was really unsure 
as to how it would be received because it was a huge struggle in my life at the time, just dealing with anger. It started really, really young. And as we talked about it, talking about this podcast, where did it come from? What, you know, where did it originate? I still really haven't been able to put my finger on it. I can look back at, at my ancestry, I guess you would say. And my grandfather, he'd bare hand box, you know, there, so there's, I think, and being Irish, there's just kind of a natural aggression. aggression yeah. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. My dad wasn't home a lot, you know, as we, as we talked about before. So I don't think I ever had anybody to really teach me how to express yourself. Yeah. Express it. Exactly. So I'd get in a fight in the drop of a hat because that's what I knew. That's what I knew to do. And I, and I was good at it, you know, and nothing made me feel better than stepping over somebody laying there on the ground, walking away. Like, there you go. And I guess the question that we all have to ask ourselves, and this is a real tough one, is where does it, where does it come from? The, the anger is the actual, you know, the manifestation of the feeling or the resentment or the frustration that's built up inside of you that's actually manifesting in, in whatever form it is, whether it's physical or whether it's vocal. Uh, one of the other things we talked about the other night that's another big one is passive aggressiveness, mm-hmm. holding grudges, the silent treatment. I mean, so it manifests in different ways. But I guess the bigger question is, is what is the root cause of that anger? Like, what are you so pissed off about? Right. I mean, you know, for, for so many people, that's, that's the tough part. Like where, where does this come from? What is it in me that makes me angry? You know, why am I so mad? What, what, what is, and why can't I control or, or, or harness my emotions enough to be able to express them without it being a negative explosion? Right. Because everything that you just said, you know, the the belittling, the grudges, all that good stuff, the passive aggressive, those are reactions to the anger fighting. Those are all just the reactions to the anger. But what truly is causing that anger? We talked about it and I still really can't put my finger on what causes that anger or what was causing that anger. But I do know that going to the men's group, talking talking it out with guys and really finding Christ helped me with controlling it. And I think a lot of it too helped me with realizing that I don't have to control it all because even when I think I'm controlling it, it's not in my control. It really isn't. So whenever somebody would do something I didn't want them to do or something I didn't like, you know, I'd get pissed off about it. But now was your father like that? No, not really. I mean, there was there was a couple of times that he exerted his um force, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. in certain situations that I experienced as a kid and realized not to not to mess with dad. He was never a very aggressive person. I mean, there was times we pushed him we pushed him to the point where he would snap. But he never really was. Be, and I think it's because his dad, his grand or my grandfather was a very physical man. He was an alcoholic. He was, I've heard stories of him ripping all the cabinets off of the wall because somebody had pissed him off in the house. Just tons of stories. So I think my dad, I guess, learned how to control that. But apparently I never figured it out. It took me, it took me quite some time to, to figure out what, you know, what do I do with this? Here it is. And it's just boiling up inside of me. I remember being a kid and just 
flexing every muscle that I had, just not knowing what to do with all this energy and this anger. It was very, very challenging and and not taking it out on people. When I was younger and I was single, it didn't matter. I go whoop somebody's ass and and okay, it was done. It it was released, you know, like a pressure pot. You know, psh, there you go. It's 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 gone. But as you get into relationships and then have kids and become a boss over people, you can't just go whoop an employee's ass and be like, okay, cool, we're good. Here we go. You I find a lot of times that's a learned trait and it's either picked up from a parent or something that a parent's done, or maybe even as simple as the fact that you weren't validated as a man, the father did not validate you. Well, I think part of it too is, is, is you've got all these feelings and these emotions and, and, and things that are built up inside of you. And if you're not taught how to deal with them properly, especially as a young man, I think the first thing that we lean on as men is, is physicality we have a tendency to get physical or to get emotional as far as like an outburst or getting loud or abrasive. Yeah. Well, you know, what makes sense with what you just said is as we discussed it off podcast was that the feelings, well, if you don't really know how to express love, how to express disappointment, how to express all these other feelings, I knew anger. I knew what anger was and I knew how to express anger. And like I told you, I used to have a heavy bag in the shed out back and I would go beat that heavy bag with no gloves until my hands were bloody. My my entire center section of my heavy bag was brown just from blood stains. And that's when I could finally stop is once I started feeling pain. You take the anger. Yeah, you I had to associate it with a feeling. Yes. And that pain, that pain was able to identify with you as far as a release. Like right. now you've felt something. Right. You know, yeah, maybe there was a situation that happened that was out of his control. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing you can control was the pain. Exactly. I knew that if I did this, eventually I'd feel pain. Sure. I'm good with pain. I got Mm -hmm. that. No problem. And you're right. A lot of times it was getting in a fight with my girlfriend and my girlfriend at the time pissed me off. I go run to the, I'd head home, go to the shed and just start meleeing on it. You know, just start tearing that, tearing that, uh, the heavy bag up. Yeah. But the biggest thing that we need to get across is as guys, if you're the biggest things are, how are you expressing your anger? Being angry is not bad. No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, anger without justification and the way you, you deal with that anger is, can, can be very bad. Right. I think it goes deeper again. I think what we don't want to, you know, glide over is, is understanding why you are angry. Right. What is causing this anger in your life? You know, I thought, think back when I was growing up, when I was young and I had a lot of, I wouldn't say anger issues, but when I got mad, I had, I would explode. And that was part of the course in my house. I mean, that there was always an explosion. People would scurry. They come back and it was like nothing ever happened. Right. And so I look back on it and I think a lot of it with my anger that came from for me was inadequacy for the feeling of inadequacy, the feeling of not measuring up, uh, the feeling of not being appreciated and, and not understanding, feeling a certain amount of self-worth. Uh, and when somebody would say something that would trigger me, like for instance, uh, I, I've shared this on the podcast before is I used to have a real issue with females telling me what to do. And that was because of my relationship with my mother. And so that would manifest in, in an anger in me when a woman would try to tell me what to do, like a, a teacher at school or something. 
I was very rebellious. And it was because when I look back on it, I was angry because my mother was very distant and my mother wasn't involved really in my life. And so I always had the feeling like she don't care. My mother doesn't care. And my mother's not telling me what to do. You sure in hell ain't going to tell me what to do. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not going to let some other woman tell me what to do. My mom won't even tell me what. That was a root cause of that anger. When you look at what the root causes are in our lives of anger, the, the inadequacy of not, when you, when you look at the fact of if you grew up in a family like I did, where my dad lived in Washington state and my mother lived in Massachusetts, that feeling of not belonging, that feeling of not having value created an anger and a frustration in my life that would, that would end up, you know, coming out if I had a, a situation, like you said, with your girlfriend, for instance, uh, you know, I'd end up punching a wall or punching a fence or breaking something or whatever, because I had to unleash that, that anger in me because of the, I felt insecure or inadequate and that feeling, I didn't know how to harness that or feel it, uh, deal with it because I didn't know at that time in my life really where it was coming from. You know, as we talk about this, I, believe it or not, I think a lot of it had to do with control being in control. Cause a lot of the times when I was angry, it was in secret. I, I wouldn't just lose my shit in front of everybody. I would remove myself from the situation and go beat the hell out of the heavy bag. Or if it was, you know, a lot of times it was in front of people. Yeah. Because the bag wasn't there to hit. Exactly. So, so you, didn't, you, you couldn't hide it. Exactly. So I, I think of a, a lot of it was not being in control of the situation and what, just clicked in my head now is I was losing control of myself Oh yeah, by letting the anger take over. And, and that's not a good thing either. That, that really, that's a really bad place to be. Well, anger is a great compensation for insecurity. Yeah. Very true. Very uh, true. You know, when you're angry, a lot of times it's because you're insecure about something or it's fear driven. Anger is a, a lot of times anger is driven by fear, right? The fear of not having control, the fear of exposure, the fear of inadequacy, inadequacy, the fear of insecurity, the fear of losing something. For instance, I mean, you know, when you grow up in a, in a house like mine, for instance, where nothing was ever yours, right? You know, you shared everything. Well, you know, you start dating a girl for the first time and this person's the first one in your life that ever told you they loved you, just you. And that person was just yours. You know, the fear of losing that can cause a lot of insecurity, which then when you start to feel like that's being taken from you, then anger will start to sprout up. You know what I mean? And these are just certain things that you see throughout the course of your life and you start saying, well, this is how I react. Right. Another big thing too is, I mean, we're talking a lot about being angry and it turning physical to physical violence. Well, one thing that I noticed is as I, as I started to control my physical violence, I then went into more of a emotional or mental violence where I would belittle people. Well, that, and that's a good point because, you know, before in your life, you were actually hitting a, a heavy bag. Right. So the question is, who's your heavy bag or what's your heavy bag now in your life? And how does that manifest? It may not manifest in you hitting something, but you can be verbally abusive to somebody. You can be condescending. You can be passive aggressive to somebody. I mean, I know for instance, just me, for instance, like if I get really pissed off, I, I, I pull back mm -hmm. and I always use the excuse of, well, I don't want to say something, but I don't want to regret, regret or whatever. So I'm going to go, but really, and truly I'm up there stewing in my shit, basically saying, I'm going to teach her. Or I'm going to teach them. I'm not going to talk to them. Right. I'm going to avoid them. I don't want to say anything. And really that's another form of 
pounding that heavy bag. So what you're saying to the pain of, you know, your knuckles actually physically bleeding that, that wakes you up to that, it's the loss of the relationship, unfortunately, that happens that causes the internal bleeding of the heart. Right. And then the mind and you go, what am I jeopardizing in this? You know, mm-hmm. especially as a father, mm-hmm. as a husband, as a son, and you go back to what you said as far even in the workplace. I mean, there's some people, man, they can't, they can't control themselves. They can't even control themselves at work. Right. Yeah. And that's another possible loss. Like you said, not just relationship, loss of work, loss of income because you couldn't control yourself. And a lot of things we got to pay attention to also is that, a lot of us out there, and I used to do this, understanding anger, not understanding, like we said, love, sorrow, and all that stuff, but knowing we've got a control on, you know, we understand anger is that you end up holding grudges just to kind of keep that in the back of your mind, just that, that anger is always there. So if you ever lose control at work or, you know, somebody does something you don't like, you can instantly go right back to that grudge that you're holding and draw that anger from there. So now you feel like you're, you can justify justified. Yeah. Well, the other word you can use there is resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, for me, I had that happen in my marriage where there were things, there was a time in my life and in my marriage and my wife where we weren't connecting. And for a long time, there was a lot of underlying resentment there. Right. And it didn't, it didn't manifest in a lot of yelling and screaming, but it did manifest in a lot of passive aggressive, uh, mentality or thoughts like, well, I'm going to pull away from this person. I'm going to build walls between me and this person. I'm going to distance myself from this person because I don't want to put myself out there to be rejected or to be, you know, hurt or whatever. And then what happens in that is you, it's still anger. It's just manifesting in a different way. You're not hitting something, slamming something, yelling and screaming, but it's rooted in anger. So that resentment ends up turning into poison in a relationship. And it affected my marriage for like two years. I, I can remember going to work for two years straight, pissed off at my wife. Yeah. And this is after I prayed for it before I left. Right. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, because we weren't connecting. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is it's really easy to look at someone else. It's even harder to look at yourself. Yeah. And, you know, when I had to take a step back and look at me and say, okay, how am I contributing to this? How is my behavior? Well, if I'm, being passive aggressive and have resentment and I'm pulling away and building walls, that's not exactly strengthening my relationship. Right. And I had to get to a place where I had to admit that I had a problem here. Right. The problem quite honestly was me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't her. It was a way that I was walking out my anger, my resentment. Oh yeah. And I I had a similar situation when I was, I can't remember if I was married at the time or if we were just dating at the time, but my previous girlfriend before my wife, we dated for, I think it was like three years, you know, we're going to get engaged, so on and so forth. And things went wrong and that built up a ton of anger. Well, what I didn't realize is that I never let that go. I never, ever forgave her of that. And as a matter of fact, this carried on into my marriage. I remember now because when I first started going to men's group, one of the first things they were talking about is forgiveness. And how when you don't forgive somebody, you let that person rent space in your head for free. Mm-hmm. And it was instantaneous when, when, when they spoke on that, I never forgave my ex-girlfriend for breaking my heart. You know what I mean? I, I just, I never did it. I thought I did. Yeah, sure. I got everything under control. And, you know, 
So I went home and I spoke to my wife on that. And I told her, I said, baby, I just realized that I need to forgive her. I've never forgiven her. And I told her, I said, I actually did that tonight. And I feel, you know, release. And my wife looked at me and goes, it's about damn time. Yeah. Well, you know, she knew it. She knew it. What I was getting at is she knew it. She knew that I'd never forgiven her and that I was carrying that grudge around, but I thought I was hiding it. Well, the other thing too, is what you probably didn't realize it was, it was, it was also manifesting in your relationship with your wife. It, well, it was because, you know, when you harness that kind of anger and resentment towards someone, now you're not willing to give that to somebody else right. and they pay for the sins of another person that they have absolutely nothing to do with. Like, this person did this to me and I'm going to make sure that this next person doesn't do it. Well, the next person pays hell for it, you know? Right. Yep. And you, you think that you're just pissed off at the person before them, but actually you're taking it out on them, you know? Right. And so I guess the best part of what you said that's important too is, is I go into the men's group, you were able to find a way to be accountable for what you were doing. Right. It, it actually opened up the doors in your mind to, okay, I got a problem here mm -hmm. and this thing is manifesting in a way in my life. That's going to be detrimental to not only just me, my marriage, my kids, just anybody I come in contact with. And if I don't figure out a way to find a better outlet, for this, it's not going to be good for anybody. Right. And well, the biggest thing is, is I didn't even realize as far as holding the grudge, I didn't even realize that I was doing that. Right. Now my wife knew it. But she, we were newlyweds, so she wasn't going to say anything to me at mm -hmm. that time. You would have received it well. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what we're getting at here is y'all need to get up, stand up, and man up and find that group of guys that you can talk to. Or even like I did for the first probably three months, I just sat there and listened to everything that was going on and started picking up little hints and little you know nuggets of how to handle this and holy crap, I'm going through that. That's how he, that's how they went about it. And that's the biggest thing is you can't do you, you try bottling anger up. You ain't doing that. That's just coming out. Oh, it's coming and it's coming out bad. That's it. It's going to be an explosion, a huge explosion. You, you made another point too. And one of the things we talked about was an outlet, but here's the other thing where outlets can become very uh, dangerous because if you don't deal with the problem or the anger, the, the, the issue, what's causing the problem, right? All you're going to do is you're just going to take that and, and pour it into something else. Mm -hmm. And when that's not enough anymore, you're going to, it's going to seep into something else and then something else. So, you know, a lot of guys, you know, they get into, they'll get into like lift weight, lift and weights. Like you, you were into that part of it. You know, if you figure, there, done that. take out my aggression on this bag. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to take out my aggression on these weights. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. I'm going to take out my aggressions, you know, boxing or doing, you know, check, 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 karate or MMA or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you're not really dealing with the anger problem. You're just using that as an outlet to relieve the stress and the pressure of that. It's right. like you're taking the cap off slowly of a shaken up Coca-Cola, right? Mm -hmm. And you, it's not, it hasn't exploded yet. You're just seeping some of it out, hoping mm -hmm. that it's going to, the fizz is going to dissipate. Right. But right. sooner or later, you, when that cap comes off, it's going to, it's going to spray everywhere. Right. And I got a question for you, Especially Johnny. If you keep shaking it up. Johnny, what the hell's the matter with you? Why are you calling me out like that? Damn exercise, check, working out, check, <laughs> punching bag, check, wrestling, check. Damn, son, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Calling me out live on hey, the podcast. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why you're so skinny. You're a lot more angrier than I am. <laughs> I'm a happy guy. I'm fat. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't have any aggression to get that's out. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit, Johnny. <laughs> Ain't got no aggression. Come on, You're man. You damn right. You should see what I do with an ice cream cone. <laughs> Some bitch gonna pay. <laughs> I'm so proud of Ray. Has said aggression like ten times during this podcast. Yeah, uh, you, so proud of you, buddy. You brought yeah. it out, man. You brought it out of me. But yeah, it's. That's, I mean, that, and you've got to do it. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience, seriously. Um, you guys have no idea. Even my wife really has no idea the levels of anger that I used to have. I mean, I talked, I talked to you a little bit about it mm-hmm. and the, there's, I mean, it was, it was, it was literally out of control. It got to the point that I realized that if I didn't change, I was going to jail. I'd end up in prison. It was going to be bad, horrible. Well, the other thing too is, is, you know, aggression is not a bad thing if it's used properly. Right. And it's nothing wrong with being aggressive. And, you know, quite honestly, they're just so some of the guys are listening. It's okay to get mad when it's justified. Right. You know, if somebody's, if something happens or something's done, there's certain things that happen. I mean, for us as believers, we know that Jesus got angry. I mean, mm-hmm. when he came in and they were making a, a mockery of his father's house, the, te- the temple and in the courtyard of the temple, and they were selling stuff and ripping people off, he was flipping over tables and fastening a whip. Yep. I mean, he was angry, but it was justified, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we have to understand. It's okay to get angry. What's not okay is to be abusive with that anger and to, uh, whether it's physically, mentally, or, you know, if we allow it to manifest in a, in a, in a way like that, it's not going to be conducive for the relationships we're trying to build. Emotionally yeah, is emotionally. a huge one. Yeah. I mean, and we do it, you know, you, one of the things you talked about uh, the other day that I thought was so important is being condescending. Oh yeah. You know, like we can become very condescending at times with our wives and our kids and make little snide comments, you know, and you know, that's pinned up aggression and frustration that we want to, you know, throw at them on the sly, but that's really and truly what it is. It's, it's, it's pinned up anger. And we really need to be aware of that. You, you may be sitting out there right now going, I'm not a physical guy. I, I don't yell and scream. I, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not an angry guy. I'm not an angry person. Well, really, really look at yourself. And like you said, the condescending, being condescending, belittling, um, using, things in an emotional manner to, to make somebody feel worse than you feel currently. Yeah, you, 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 you try to cover it up with a joke, but there's an underlining message there. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, you didn't pick that up again. Oh yeah. There she goes doing that again. Oh yeah. You'll never do that. Oh, you know, you, you, you're not serious about that. Oh, you'll never lose the weight. Oh, you know, those little condescending things you want to say, you, those jabs you throw out there that are detrimental to somebody as far as their feelings and their emotions and their self-esteem, you know, and as fathers and husbands, we don't have the right to do that, man. We need to build up our wives and our children. And quite honestly, we need to be building up the people that are around us. I mean, nobody wants to be around that guy. Right. And the biggest thing that we really need to do is, and it's the hardest thing to do. Honestly, God, it is the hardest thing to do. A lot of this stuff, like we, like we spoke at the last podcast was, I was just catching up with it. During the podcast, I was just realizing a lot of the crap that I'd been doing during the podcast. You've got to talk it out. You've got to look at that man in the mirror and you've got to really ask yourself the hard questions, man. You, you can't just tiptoe around it. And like you said, with the, the two liter, you can't just bleed a little pressure off here and there because that pressure is still going to keep building. And eventually it's going to be like, what is that? Mentos and, uh, and diet Coke. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just going to... I don't know, they're using that to catch catfish these days. I've watched a few videos, but <laughs> it don't work for a relationship with people, I can tell you that. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's, you really have to be assertive, not assertive, but attentive of... Intentional. Yes. You have to be intentional about making sure you understand what's going on inside you and how it's manifesting and how it's coming out. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have things that we struggle with. You know, we all have things we wish we could do better, you know, and we all make mistakes. And as we close tonight, I think it's important for us guys and the guys that are listening out here tonight. Look, uh, you know, one of the things we were talking about, Fritz had made the comment, you know, I, I was that guy. Well, that's okay. But guess what? The operative word is was. Mm -hmm. you, you, you were, you was that guy. You're not that guy anymore. And what happens is, is that every time you have a little flare up or a little bump on the road and something happens and that guy starts to come back out again, a lot of times as men, we feel like we're failing. Like, oh, there I go again. I can, I'm going to get it right. But the reality of it is, is we have to look at where we started from so we can appreciate where we're at. Mm -hmm. Guys, listen, the bottom line is, is that we all get angry and we, we all get frustrated with things. It's part of life, but we have to understand the amounts, amount of power there is in a way that that manifests in the lives of the people that God entrusts us with. Guys, if you're a husband, you can't be condescending. You can't be, you know, uh, saying things on the slide to your wife. You can't be contradicting, you know, coming up and making little comments and little digs and things like that. That's just pinned up aggression. That, that's the, that's the way of a punk. That's, that's a weakness. That ain't strength. Same thing with your kids, you know, build your kids up. Don't find ways to tear them down. If you're upset about something that's going on with your children, sit them down and talk to them. That's a problem with a lot of men. We don't sit down and we don't talk and we don't address. We just want to say things on the, on the sly. That never works well. You know, I mean, we have a responsibility to them and, and in the workplace, especially, you know, that doesn't work with people. You know, if you have an issue with somebody or a situation, sit down as a man and discuss it and address it. And really, that's what we're talking about tonight is understanding that we all struggle with our anger at certain times. But if you're having an anger issue, you need to start focusing on what the root cause of that problem is. And it doesn't matter what you put in front of you, what exercises, what what the outlets that you have or things that you create. If you don't address the issue, it's going to manifest in one way or another. So focus on the problem, not not the medicator of the problem, not the result of the problem, but the problem itself. If you're angry about something, you need to ask yourself some really tough questions. First one is, why? What are you so angry about? Why are you so mad? And at the end of the day, is that the person you want to be portrayed in front of your wife and your kids or other people? I'd be willing to say the answer to that question is no. But I got good news for you. Starting right here, right now, you can make a decision and a choice to look at it and start addressing it and accepting it for what it is. And from this day forward, from this moment, listening to this podcast, you can make a decision to address it, to work on it and understand that it's not going to get perfect overnight. It took you a lot of years to screw it up. It's going to take you some more to fix it and get yourself on the right, right path or the right direction. I promise you that if you focus on the problem, guess what? You're going to have nothing to be mad about. When you do that, my friends, well, that's what the rubber meets the road.